We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode of the No Chill Podcast, Big Three Edition from Dallas, is presented by our friends that keeps hair today, hair tomorrow. On this episode of the No Chill Podcast, once again, we go up close and take you courtside to examine what it takes to be a great scorer. On the road with the Big Three all season, Gil has staked his claim that Joe Johnson is the perfect player for the league and unquestionably deserves to be the MVP. So while we watch ISO Joe go to work, Gil breaks down the finer points of Joe's game that make him so unguardable. Starts with his size, then there's the refined skill, but what we find out firsthand is that Joe is playing chess out there. It's really a fascinating look to take in the game through the eyes of one supremely skilled player while watching another supremely skilled player. Be ready to take notes. It's a very special edition of the No Chill Podcast on the court, courtside in Dallas with the Big Three presented by Keeps. You get every episode early on the Himalaya app and get every episode wherever or however you get your podcast. Be sure to check out the No Chill channel on YouTube. Guys, we're going to sit right here. All right, Gil, so this is another Big Three first. We are courtside with the podcast, and what we're going to do today is we're going to run analysis of the game. So last week we did an episode of you playing and, and what it's like to be in your mind as you're playing. Now we want to see what it's like to be in your mind as you watch a game. Okay. So this is a big weekend. We just went through all the playoff scenarios, right? So you got six teams between four and three and three and four. So it's really make or break for a lot of teams. You know, Bivouac just lost to the Ghost Ballers. No, to, uh, to Ballhawks. Ballhawks win. Um, you that know, changes everything. Yeah, you know, right now, you know, this game is, these games is very important because everyone is so close. You know, the season is so fast and the games are so short and since everyone don't play each other, actually every game counts. Um, Hell yeah, it does. You know, so when we thought, when we thought making um, trades in week six was pointless, Ah, they're not. Because but I'll tell you what that is. The teams that have been together before, like Power, they know that because they've been through it already. Yeah, you, so you know, guys, power, you're like power, an expansion team. Yeah, Power made so many changes, but like somebody like Ghostballers, who we're going to watch today, you know, we blew them out. They make a change, and they're 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 in the they're in the, the seat to actually make a playoff. They game. made that change right back in. Yeah, to be a top four team if they um, actually pull this one off. So. The other thing about it is these rosters. So this matchup, we said triplets. 
they're the number one seed, right? They're they're a complete balance team. How does this matchup look between the Ghostballers and the Triplets? You know, we know what Joe Johnson has brought all season. Um, domination in the second half. You know, his second half performance has been phenomenal. Um, but that's what you got to expect from Joe. You know, Joe is just only one year removed from in, you know from playing in the NBA, so he's more in rhythm than you know most players that came into the, the league as expansion. I think there's two things for Joe. First of all, his game, great in the half court, great in isolation. So that's perfect for the big three. The other thing is he doesn't come out. He's come out once all season. Which, which is a bad thing. Because when you think about it, he hasn't came out. So that means his team actually needs him to do everything they've done. They know how to play because, without him. Because, what'd you say? They don't know how to play without they him. They don't know how to play without him. That's what I said. Yeah, okay, it's loud it. in here, but yeah. Um, because what ends up happening is that he's dominated in the second half. That means that team was losing going into the second half. And he has to play heroic basketball in the second half for them to win. So as easily as they are seven and one, they could be one and seven if Joe didn't perform well in the second half. I was going to say, I think he has three game winners. So let's say they could easily four and four. They're, no, what I'm saying, but. I know what you're saying, but I'm saying like. You got to remember. Quick math, they could easily be quick, four No, and quick math is he scored 26 out of his 28 in the second half. 22 out of his 24 in the second half. 20 out of his 22 in the second half. But, but so, guess what? That's what he does. But that's what I'm saying. So as great as he's played, he needed to play that type of basketball for them to win like this. So this is a very important game from Ghost Ballers because if they've paid attention to the style, they know if you have a lead on triplets going into the second half, know that Joe is going to take every shot. Every shot. So that means Double him in the second half, make someone else beat you. Make someone else score 26 in the second half to overcome that that death. I mean, as unstoppable as Joe is, who's the best player in this league to guard him? Who's the best matchup? In this league? Probably somebody like a Corey Maggetti. Um, somebody who's just as tall, just as athletic. But you gotta remember, Joe. Joe's game and Joe himself is special because he's listed at 6'7". Joe is all of 6'9". 6'9", 230, plays the point, ISO player. So you have to be just as tall, just as strong to contain what he is. And no one in the big three is built like that. Um, so he does have an advantage over everyone in the big three. Yeah, I would say actually, the thing about Joe that's underrated or slept on is his handle. His handle is the cleanest. That's what I'm saying. Everyone knows him as a shooter, knockdown shooter, but his handle sets up that shot. Like, people don't understand. Height is very important. So, if you're looking at his Google height sitting at 6'7 when he came into the league at 19, and you're sticking 6'7 guys on him, but he's at 6'9, and he's playing a point. He has a two-inch. Already got that advantage. Yeah, he has an advantage over. So when he sits in a pose and he's doing floaters and he's hitting your mid-range, it's because everyone's smaller than him. He has that advantage over him. So you have to really stop looking at Google math and Google heights because it's not 
correct because they don't update Google. You know, so when you're sitting here, so, Google updates, but not player but heights. So you know, to guard Joe, you have to you have to put someone a little bit taller and stronger. So you're sitting at a four man or a five man who he has this foot speed on him. So you have to be very tactical with Joe because he's a tactical player because he's not athletic. Yeah, I would think the one guy, Josh Smith, with that length, but he's Josh, about six yeah, nine. Josh yeah. Smith is a guy you put on him, but he's not as fast as Joe. Right. So when you're sitting here looking at matchups and ghost ballers, I honestly don't see it. You would think you would want to put Ricky. You would want to put Ricky Davis on him. Ricky's what six. But five? but but Ricky's six six. So probably someone like Jamario Moon yeah. would be a better matchup for Joe. Yeah. And, and the only and thing is he's on the triplets now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but That's he's right, on that made team. that trade, yeah. right? Yeah. But the the other thing for Joe, he never rushes his shot. Always in rhythm. That's and then, the most important thing beyond the size is his ability. Is he's always on balance, always on rhythm. And that's where you have to understand growing up as a as a trainer training kids, and as a kid listening to trainers when they say go at game speed. Game speed is your speed. Game speed is not what the trainer thinks you should be going at. This super hyper speed. Like if you play at a certain speed you train at that speed. So, you know, if you say, all right, Joe Johnson, let's go through a workout, and he's going at this, this weird space, that's his speed. You can't say, go Westbrook speed. That is not your speed. That is not But how I'll take that guy that's always under control. You take a guy who plays at his speed. True. You know, that's what it is. You play at your speed. Like, where was Joe? He started out in Boston, then went to Phoenix. Yeah. And the funny thing was, like, he didn't really jump out at people. Because his game is very methodical, consistent. You got to remember, he's not Joe, flashy at all. Joe was a lottery player. Yeah. So, so there, was, there was a notion of Joe is a special player. And I, I went against Joe Johnson in Boston. No, no, no. Um, in the draft, you know, we had matchups against each other. Remember, I'm faster. I'm a natural scorer. He's, so, he's four inches, five inches No, at that time, he's two inches taller than me, three inches. But my speed, my strength at the time, you know, I wasn't strong, but I'm wiry strong. So I knew how to use what I was given. So I can honestly say I didn't see what everybody was yelping about. Like, you know, we're playing one-on-one, -on -one, score 7-0, what's happening? <laughs> you know, you know, but it's not like he had to guard me the whole time. I got him, I got Sean Lampley, Richard Jefferson. Y'all ain't touching this fucking ball. I got it first. You're not gonna stop me, because this is my this is what I do. And if you look back, it says best one-on-one -on -one player in the draft, Gilbert Arena. You know, so you put me in an element. So when people say, oh, Joe Johnson is a special player, I couldn't see it. Yeah, I can see, oh. He has skill. I couldn't see the upside of his skill because I'm like, what we are right now, right? You know, but there was a six, seven point guard who had vision, who had a dribbling skill, who has a knack for scoring. So I see that, but I'm like, yo, what the hell does that got to do with me right now? But well, you know what that is? That's you as a competitor. You put any of these guys out there and you're going to find the flaws in their game or just say like, oh, I, I could take that out. You know, so, guys so, like Mike Bibby or uh -huh. Al Jefferson, all-stars, you know. Yeah, so, you know, so 
you know, watching Joe grow into what Joe became, it was like, ah, now I see it. Now, now really I for see him, it I, I, you know, we'd have to look at it, but I don't think that clicked for him until probably like year four, five. Yeah, it took it's somewhere he, in between Phoenix once, and then Atlanta. No, no, no. Once he got to Phoenix, you see what Joe was. You know, he became a six man, then he became a starter, and he got to play that that hybrid one two. His talent showed then. See, in Boston, I don't think they knew where to play Joe when he first got there. Yeah, that team, they had Antoine and Paul Pierce. Yeah, so he was in, they had him at the 2-3. That's not Joe. Joe's or 1-2-3. Joe is, if you're at the 2, you run a bunch of plays for Joe. Once Joe got to, to Atlanta, he had the most complicated plays. That was perfect for him. He had a bunch of back screens, up screens, down screens, with a like his playbook was like Curry's. Once Curry gives the ball up. I mean, Joe was running off screen and rolls, screen pick and pops. His split game was his split game was phenomenal because he played at such a slow speed when they hard jumped him and he just looked like he was going over and he hit you with a split and like, God damn, that was nice right there. Um, but but no, that's actually that's a great point on him is at Steph Curry at six seven six nine. If Steph had that size, yeah. he wouldn't be as shifty as he wouldn't need to be rely on that all that deception. Yes. Joe gets right to it because he's yeah. got the size at the but, same. Token. But for this game, I'm gonna be honest. There's really no upside for triplets tonight. You know, this is a game where if you're Lisa Leslie. You're probably resting Joe a little bit to let everybody else um, get some rhythm, get some playing time, get their feet wet. Um, listen, they don't really need this win. They don't really need to show anybody anything. Um, getting, getting other players involved and letting them play without Joe might be more important. This, this is a must win for ghost ballers because it seals them at the, the third or second spot. Um, for the playoffs. So this is a, a must win for them, and it might be a win for them because triplets don't have, they don't need this win. So they don't need to run Joe hard in this game. But it's a must win for the Ghost Ballers for playoff seating. So all, playoff implications all across the board here. It, but yeah. triplets are cool if, no matter Ghost, what. If Ghost Ballers win, they're top four. Um, if they lose, it's a big battle. All right, here we go. So the lineups, we got Bibby, we got Ricky, we got Chris Johnson for the Ghost Ballers. Triplets come out, they got Joe, they got CJ Anderson, and they got Al Jefferson. Yes. Um, you know, right now, yeah, the big advantage is, you know, Joe on Mike Bibby, of course, because he, he has the, the height advantage over him. Um, you know, this is when Mike uses his strength to try to keep him away from the basket. Um, Al Jefferson was a, a great post player, um, you know, in his day in um, Minnesota. Minnesota and Charlotte. So, you know, if he can, you know, bring a little bit against that against Chris Johnson, um, you know, they can they can rely on that. Um, Chris Johnson has to use being agile against um, against Al. Um, Ricky Davis is, you know, Ghost Ballers, you know, half court scorer. Very great mid-range guy. Um, 
Still so, got that quickness, too. Yeah, still got the quickness, but you know, he's he's low-key the most underrated athlete. Um, I was going to say, it, you, you were saying he was up there as one of the best dunkers of his best, era. Best in-game dunker, you know, Ricky Davis in-game dunking yeah. was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, but he was a very, very great mid-range guy. That's where his talent, that's where his um, his talent was. He was a very, very great mid-range guy. And even for this, the big three setup in half court, you should have definitely attacked that mid-range. Yeah, you know, you just got to take that's what That's what Joe does you know, so well. With, with the, a, a game going to 50, you have to understand it's quick. Mm -hmm. So whatever whatever it is, you have to you have to get it done soon and early. Yeah, that even a lot of times you learn this, I think, after game two or three, that corner three is open. All you the know, time you know, because on a long rebound, you can get right to that spot. The defense doesn't get there fast enough. Yes. Um, you know, like right there, you know, you know cheap points come from you thinking you're getting fouled when you really are and something happens like there where Chris Johnson gets fouled he doesn't get the call they get the block get two easy points because they don't have to check the ball out so it's like it's like understanding just the little ticky-tack rules of this game but you know Ricky Davis Ricky Davis putting um, Al Jefferson in a pick and roll he has Chris Johnson moving or he has this jumper if I'm them, I'm gonna, I'm gonna manipulate, manipulate. Okay, let's see that. Okay, Chris. That's what you can do. You gotta manipulate and milk that play because that 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 is a great play that you can see that they're not capitalizing on. That they they don't have a defense for. Because you have, if they try to stop it, you have Mike Bibby at the three point line. And I was gonna say, Mike, if you watch. He's catch and shoot all the way in this league. If he's anywhere, he's going to spot up. So here you go. Pick a roll. Roll, roll, roll. You got to roll. Make a pop. I mean, listen, if he can hit that, he can hit it. But it gives that defense. You, 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 you let the defense. But it's things um, like that. CJ yeah. on the back door. But like the, the play with Chris Johnson popping up for the three. You give the defense. You, 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 like if I'm a defensive player, okay, cool, thank you. I, I, I don't give a fuck if you're shooting a three because as long as you're not rolling, getting an open dunk, then you, 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 get, you, you put the pressure off of me. And that's what CJ did with that, that three. But also there for ghost ballers, they're saying take Al out of the paint and then we can attack. But, that's but really you gotta Ricky, remember, Ricky's Al strength. doesn't know how to play the pick and roll well. So if Al doesn't hard show and Ricky, Ricky's gonna hit that jumper. If he hard shows, you have a jumping bean going to the lane. Yeah. So, you know, those are the things that you gotta remember in this half court game that they have to focus on. So, pick and roll. No, no, like, I don't know what Chris Johnson's post-up game is like, but. Well, he hit him know, with the dirt. He hit him with the, hit him with the, with the dirt. This is what, we're triplets. But see, now you get a mismatch. You got Al Jefferson with baby guard him down there. You go to that, it's automatic. You know, you're gonna have mismatch mismatches because of rebounds and um, just 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 weird little plays. One dribble pull up, you know that's, that's you know that's his that's 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 You know you gotta understand that's Ricky's game. That's where he excels at. You know you gotta remember when you're a professional athlete, you have to have a skill, and that was his skill. You know in the open floor, watch your head. In the half court, his one dribble pull-up was amazing. And that's the other thing I was going to say about this game. There's no transition game to it, right? 
No, there's it's no not chance. up and down. But what you do have are those quick, that's bucket. those steals and those quick turnovers. Yes. So you really get no rest. People think it's just half court, you know, you can kind of lollygag, but not really. Yeah, because you don't have a transition. So when you shoot that three, you're used to running back on defense, you know, um, you know, waiting for the defense to come. So you have a rest period. Here, you shoot a three, and like if you watched last week, my moves getting all these open shots is because if I shoot this three and he takes off, and I'm sitting there with my follow through. You're on the right side way. The right side, goes he runs all the way over there. Now, after I shoot, I gotta run the hell to find him. And then he shot this shot. Now if they get the offensive rebound and I'm closing out and he runs back this way, now I gotta play chess. No, I would say you can't go get it. You stay there and your teammates gotta switch. Pick up. Yeah, that looks like a great play, but you gotta remember, I shot the three. If my man goes there, you gotta get where's his man? His man, his, man has, his man has the inside rebound on me because I'm sitting at the three. So now, he's automatically got a 100% clear offensive rebound, which they dunk back. Because now I got to sit here and run, try to box him out where he's already under the rim sitting there waiting for me. So you see how thought process of shooting the three. I was going to say, so is that a bad shot, actually? It's not a bad shot if you make it. It's a bad shot if you're a bad shooter. Fair. Right. If it's a good look, you got to take it. Like, you never hesitate thinking so, that the rebound is going to be what you should so, worry so, about. So when you look at this score, you look at 11-12 ghost ballers in the league, right? The number one team versus a team fighting to get into the playoffs. It's one versus three. Fighting for their spot. They're, they're, I mean, one's fighting for the spot. But you can see every team in the first half is great. It's the second half manipulation of getting to the free throw line early because in the second half or the way the game is played, once you're in a penalty, you make, you get fouled, you make the free throw, you get the ball back, then it becomes make or take it. Now you're just right there, just pounding it in, playing milky basketball, manipulating the rules. So you really have to understand the rules in the second half and that's when Joe's offense helps the triplets because in the second half, every foul, is a free throw for him, plus, plus the, ball the ball back. back. Plus he's going to go back to the same play. And that's why he's dominated the second half, and that's why his team is 7-1 seven, uh, seven and one because of the second half. If you stop the game in the first half, that team is 0-7, 0-8, 1-8, 1-7. You know, but his team has been smart enough to understand the rules and has manipulated the rules to benefit them in the second half. All right, let's take a break to talk about our friends at Keeps. They've made the Summer Big 3 Tour possible. We want to give them a special shout-out. So, guys, two out of three of you will experience some form of nail pattern baldness by the time you're 35. Good news, with today's advancements in science, Keeps offers proven treatments that can combat the symptoms of hair loss. Keeps has revolutionized the way men are treated for hair loss. You used to have to go to the doctor's office for your hair loss prescription. Now, thanks to Keeps, you can visit a doctor online and get medication delivered to your home no more waiting rooms, no more pharmacy checkout lines. Grit, doctor attention, discreet drug delivery, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. Guys, prevention is key. Keeps treatments really work. They're up to 90% effective at reducing and stopping further hair loss. The sooner you start using Keeps, the more hair you'll save. So act fast. Many men even experience hair regrowth with Keeps treatments. Find out why Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors and nearly 100,000 men trust Keeps 
with their hair loss prevention medication. Keeps treatments start at just $10 a month. Plus, for a limited time, you can get your first month free. That's right, fellas. They make it easy for you and take care of you at the same time. Because on the No Chill Podcast, we take care of our fans. So if you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash no chill to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash no chill. Hair today, hair tomorrow. Thank you. Keeps back to the show. You know, he reminds me of how, whoa, what is that? See, he hasn't moved anything. See, that's where an inexperienced ref overanalyzing a call where he thought the offensive player was about to do something, but he didn't. And as, a ref, you, as a ref, you can't anticipate a play. You, you gotta anticipate. call it. You as gotta what let it, is. it go and see what happens. If you if you miss it, you miss it. But you can't pull up. You can't prejudge on what you're okay. doing. But that's what players get frustrated for, because you know you ref, assumed I was gonna travel there. I'm not gonna give the ref the benefit of the doubt, but they are. They gotta react so quickly. They're under pressure. Yes, they're humans. Yeah, they're humans. You know, That's the you, thing you about gotta, it. Okay, you gotta put that up, Chris. That's a bucket. Um, I'm gonna say this about Ricky real quick. Younger players spot up from three. Yeah, he's a, he's, his era. The, he's the, a mid range. Yeah, he's yeah. a mid range juggernaut. But by the way, if that's your shot, shot? and you could kill, take it. If you're knocked down, you're knocked down. What were you gonna say about Joe with putting up the four point shot? You know, in a second half, you're hand, hand it, you're you're hanging out at the three point line. Joe's gonna pull up for that four. But you yeah, can see that. Back off that. But one. you can see, you can see where um, Ghost Ballers is dominating. But they're dominating because Joe plays. Joe plays. He plays how LeBron plays. I'm gonna keep feeding these guys. Let these guys hit. Because the more they hit shots, the more you're gonna stop focusing on me. You're gonna relax and then the in defense. The, and then in the second half, I'm gonna just fucking take over. Because I've, you know, I've shown the willingness to pass. Go, dunk, jump. There you go. They, ghost ballers have that all day, and they're gonna have to remember that in the second half and not go away from it. Yeah, so right now we get a timeout at 14-18. Ghost ballers seven points away you know, from the halftime. Ghost ballers first half, it's always amazing. Like, I'm pretty sure they're seven and one in the first half. You know, it's their it's their it's their second half where they have to understand um, they have to understand where they're losing the game. And it's usually because because they're a jump shooting team, they don't get into the penalty in the second half. And they get killed by the penalty in the second half. But also, I, and this is the same for a lot of teams, when you make these subs, you got six players. So that changes. You look at what these guys got coming off the bench, it's way different. Yep. It's, you you know, take Ricky out, you take Mike out, you put in guys like Mike Taylor. You know, Mike Taylor, you gotta, Mike Taylor is the beat of the team because if you go off of Mike Taylor's energy, you don't know what the score is because you can be down 20 points and he's so hyped that you actually think you're losing. I remember when we were playing them, we're, we're beating the shit out of this group. But because he's so hyped that he made two four-pointers, yeah. we thought we were losing. Yeah. We called a timeout, and we were like, yo, we're up. But look at him now. We're up 13. Yeah. Relax. We got this. 
but he brings so much energy to this team. That's the intangible, yeah. That, that you need a guy like that because he doesn't see score, and he's going to keep that upbeat attitude. Um, so with him, you know, this team feeds, this team feeds off, off of his energy. Good rebound. Put it up. You got to put that up. He, you have the height advantage over them, so he has to. He can't be scared. He has to realize, yo, you're, 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 you're the biggest dude out there. Take advantage of this. See, like that pass Joe Johnson did, that's not happening in the second half. See, he's trusting his team in the first half because in the second half, he is not making that pass. And that's, that's why this team is always losing going into halftime. Nice pull up. Yeah, because I would say this too. He's the ultimate takeover player in this league. Yes. So he'll, he's cool with setting guys up because he knows when it's my time. You know the best, take the over. best, the best ISO, the best ISO players in this league is Joe Johnson, Ricky Davis, Will Bynum, um, Nate Robinson. You know who I'm gonna you give got, it to. You have Corey Maggette. You know who's not on a great team, but I'll give it to Deshaun. Deshaun Stevenson. Yeah. You know because Deshaun plays within himself, so. He also with, puts it up every time know, he gets it, but yeah. With nothing to take. Oh, um, that that's that my, right that's there. A, that's right there. No call because at the end of the day, Mike didn't do anything but go off for the for the offensive rebound. Off physical, yeah. Just the way the rebound went, it went against him. So it looks like there's a undercut when it could have been easily over the back. So. You know, that's one of those plays where the refs got to look at the actual play and say, you know what, that's a no call. You know, there's really nothing. It's just two players going for the offensive rebound. It just went the wrong way, which made it look like there was an undercut. Yeah, I'd say actually both of them just got hung you up know, in the air. It, you know, so it's just one of those plays. It wasn't dirty. It was just Mike has this position. He has this position. It goes Mike's way. And But you know Mike is super scrappy. Yeah, yeah, he's so going to fight for No him. surprise. Yeah, he's no, down he's there. Doing everything he can. Um, another thing, just looking at Joe, he just muscled down there too. You know, he's another thing, that's another thing. We're, we're talking a lot about him, but there's another. He's a lot to compliment in his game. You know, he's 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 bigger. That's what I said. He's bigger than you know everyone on the court. You know, at his position. Um, you know, we were talking about Deshaun. This is a type of team Deshaun excels in on a team like Joe Johnson because he's a three-point expert and Joe to be more effective. Joe needs you guys to hit those shots. So a player like Deshaun, you know, sits on a team like Joe Johnson is going to hit all shots and Joe Johnson, as long as he's hitting that shot, Joe Johnson ISO game becomes more deadly because now you have to play him one on one. So now you're on the island. Yeah, so the strategy for Joe is if he's gonna post up, and this could be you or anybody too. If you post up, you know either I'm gonna the double's gonna come, hard trap, and I can kick it out to my shooters. Or that double okay. doesn't come, then it's my shot. If you're watching this game, if you see how Joe is playing in the first half, yes, he has Mike Bibby, he has Mike Taylor on him, but He's still making that pass. When you think about doubling, it's because he's setting you up for the second half domination. If you're an ISO player, remember, you need your teammates to hit shots 
for you to take over when you need to take over because if they're hitting shots, that means their men, their, the players that's guarding them, has to be honest. As long as they're honest, you become more deadly. Pass it out. Here we go. See, like, right there. That's what you don't want to do. You don't want your best rim de defender sticking Joe Johnson because Joe Johnson is a perimeter player. So put him on skates. No, because his his first natural ability is to go try to stop the drive. How you doing, sir? To go stop the drive. So as soon as he flinches at stopping the drive, as soon as he flinches at stopping the drive, Joe Johnson's sitting at the four-pointer. Right. So you don't want to put a bigger guy, your defender, on Joe Johnson because he sits at the perimeter. Right. So now when when your guy to go, when, when Ricky goes to try to take your man off the dribble and your big man goes to block a shot or like Jamaria Moon. Jamaria Moon goes to drive. Your big man, Solomon, there. is going to block it. Joe's sitting in the three like, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. You know. either, either way, he's got you. Yes. So this is the matchup you want. And you want to try to play him as straight up as possible where he's looking to make that pass. See? I mean, really, it's just a decision making, right? There's it's nothing like, you can do about it. It's like it. a quarterback. Yes. You see what the defense gives you. And that's what and that's, squares up and, and that's see what, what he's makes, got. That's what makes Joe special or any guy who's a great one-on-one -on -one special. He has to understand and he, the willingness to give up, to give up, um, to pass on shots for a better shot a couple plays later. Well, because I would say it's not even for him, though. It's not like he's going to just shoot all the time and force and be aggressive. It's all under control. But that's, that's, but that's, that's, Joe's, but that's Joe's skill to understand and know when he's going to pick his poison. I don't need this shot right now. Let me pass it. Let him hit that shot. Now, I'm going to take the next three shots because there's not going to be any defense, which he did. He passes a shot up. He takes the next three shots. Because he knows he's going to come back to him. Yeah. Yeah. And looking at their roster, though, it's kind of funny. They don't really have a catch-and-shoot player on that roster. So he's no. got to create another way. Because Joe is the catch-and-shoot guy. But so he's the all he has guy. to rely on those guys hitting shots. Now what we've seen the last eight minutes, Ghost Ballers subs a player. See, this is, this is what happens. They sub their players. Lisa Leslie doesn't sub Joe out. Right? So, what ends up happening is, Joe stays in the game. Ghost Baller subs. Joe takes advantage of the sub. And the guys who's not, who's not warmed yet. I say take and advantage of them because they're not, they're, they're not, they're cold, not, they're, they're, not they're not cold, they're not ready, they're not, they're not in rhythm. And now, you go from a team who's winning 18-10 to a score being 27-20. Well, what if they bring in a guy, like we said with Mike Taylor, that comes out with a tremendous amount of energy? That's but no matter really how any much, bench players But that. No, matter, no matter how much energy you're bringing to the game, you have to understand, it is chess. This is 50 points. Yeah. It's chess. You have to understand your chess moves at this moment. So, if as long as Joe is sitting on that court, you might not want to sub your starter. You sub when they sub. Just because they take two players off the court, you don't need to take two players off the court. Right. Because I, I would think that's the key. Keep at least one starter in at all times. No, it's not even about one starter because you did leave one starter in. 
no matter, you got to remember, Joe is the best player in the league. He is the MVP of the league. If he's not on the floor, you can sub. As long as he's on the floor, you fucking keep your starters in. You keep your starters in. You have to keep your starters in. Because the other two players. Anthony just turned around on that because. The, no, the other two. I'm getting game right the, now. Yeah, that's right. Everything right. The other two players are just decoys for the defense. So when he subs two decoys off and you're trying to rest players, those two players who's coming in for your team ain't ready for Joe. So you have to you have to stay and keep your wall up as long as Joe's in. And that's the secret to triplets. So you have to play chess with their chess moves. So as long as Joe's sitting in, you you keep your starters in. It's like, ah, no, we're not gonna fall for this trick. Like everybody else is falling for it. You sub two guys in, we sub two guys in. We're not gonna we're not gonna play that trick with Joe. Maybe your week-to-week starters change. So you find the best no, lineup to go against. Joe, the triplets have been down at halftime seven out of eight games for a reason. You have to understand their pattern. That's what I'm saying. You have to be a coach. The way the rules is, here, you don't really have to be a coach. You just subbing and looking cute on the sideline. There's no reason for you to really be a coach. You just got to be tactical. Lisa Leslie has shown all season that she's tactical at her summit. And that's a, hey, I don't need to take Joe out. I'm just going to leave Joe yeah, in. Yeah, that's, that's what I would say it is. It's like in, Look, Joe's, in hockey, they sub Joe's they rest. Rotate. Joe's rest is him just passing the ball. Yeah, but why do you have, you don't really have to rotate. You, everyone does it. Yeah. Everyone no. rotates their bench and... That's one thing I've noticed. Hey, they'll figure that out, I guess, but. You just have to take advantage to when Joe's in passive mode. Well, it's like go with your dogs. Like, if, if you like, want a guy that wants to play all game, yeah. Like right now, game. right now, Joe finished the, Joe's, Joe finished the half on a 7-0 run himself. He's not gonna, he's not gonna start the second half aggressive. He's gonna get into the post. You're gonna help. Gibson is gonna get the first couple shots. So drive Gibson side, you help. Good look for Jamara, yeah. You know, so now he goes back to now he goes back to decoy mode. Because would, you have to help because he's unkilled you. But why would you say he would do that? Why is that automatic? Because that's that's because what his last impression, what you've seen of him was three straight shots. So you just assume he's about to come out playing Joe basketball. But the reason he gets the last three shots is because he made passes at the beginning. So you figure his first couple plays in this second half was going to be pass-offs. Now you already have one assist because you come to help his drive. And he easily, as he hit Jamario, he could have hit Gibson yeah, on that three. Corner, yeah. Here comes the post-up. Right? He takes a shot. Johnson looks good. I, mean, I, I personally, I personally don't like a, a 15 foot hook shot over a 5 10 guy. Yeah, the, the percentage is not as good as a, a, a drop step layup. I, I'm just saying, you're, yeah. you're you're a seven footer. You don't need to be jump hooking 
just jump just jump over him yeah. and get a little bit closer to the basket. Shot. You gotta shoot it. You gotta shoot it, young fella. Like, you know, with Gibson, like that's that's a shot he's supposed to take. Because you've already hit the one shot. You've already hit a shot. Shoot this next one. You know, I mean, great pass to Jamari, you know, get the three anyway. But that's a shot if you're a player. That's your shot you take. Take your shots. Because that's like the basket. most frustrating thing as a teammate is if I kicked it to you and you're open, you pass on it. Uh, you got to remember, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm kicking it to you for a reason. Hoping you shoot that shot. I don't even know if it's hoping yet. Like, I no, want I'm, you to. I, I want, want you, you to shoot, shoot it. Yeah. Like, I, I need you to shoot it. Yeah. That's Joe's game. That's what Joe's great at, that mid-range floater. Uh -huh. That's a hard-ass shot, too. Yeah. But but I'm saying is, if I if I trust you to take a shot and you pass on it, I'm probably you, not going to do it again. Have you noticed what made those ballers good? Roll, roll, throw it up. Come on, Mike, Mike, you got to throw that up. But you see, you, you see they kind of went away from the, the, the pick and roll in the second half with Ricky and Ghost. But, but... Triplets made an adjustment by taking Al Harrington out. Al Jefferson. Al Jefferson. Yeah. Yeah. By taking Al Jefferson out so they couldn't do the pick and roll. So the pick and roll with Mike Bibby, with Mike Bibby, um, and Chris Johnson. With Chris Johnson and Gibson. That's great because they're switching it. There's the four. Yeah. See, now, that, that, they kicked it out to him for that shot. That's his now, now, I'm more pissed off yeah. that he didn't shoot the three. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, you're a shooter. Shoot that shit. Let that shit ride. But don't you think that, okay, I pass up on this shot, and I, in his mind, he's mad about that, or he's bothered by it. Next time, I'm not going to do think, that. I think he just made a great extra play when he thought yeah, he needed to make yeah, an extra play. Yeah. But at the end of the day. You're, if you're a great shooter, shoot it, shoot shoot that shit. Yeah, like shoot don't be shit. afraid to shoot shots that you you've yeah. practiced over and over and over. Like, like with Deshaun, because he's a shooter and he shoots, I can't get mad at you. No, I'm getting, like if if a man is all on you, you take a step back shot. That's your shot. Like I can't. That's one thing I've never yelled at a player for shooting a shot. I'm more mad you didn't shoot it because now next play when I want to do the ISO, you'll your defender is not going to look at me again. Well, Chuck also, Gibson was open. Jamario was wide open. So you'll give it, you can say give him that shot, but it doesn't matter. You're open. Shoot that to begin with. Jamario he isn't a, a three-point expert, okay? You are. <laughs> you know what I mean? You are the expert, so shoot that's that shit. That's what you're supposed to do, right? Same thing as if you're in the post and you got a guy that's on you that's 5'10". Hey, man, look, if you, if you 5'10 feet away from the basket, don't pass it 35 feet out if you can clearly get that shot off. Shoot that shit. If it's a guaranteed bucket, why would you pass on it? That's the that's the thinking. You know what? Right, so I'm liking Lisa Leslie more and more. Based on her strategy? She ain't resting nobody. She said, fuck this, we're going for 8-1. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're up I 10 now. Them, I don't want to give them no hope. They're up 10 now. Joe hasn't come out still. Now, yeah. She, she don't care about her record. You know, she's going to play her game like she's played all week, all year. Um, because, you know, as a coach, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I don't really need to win. I can give my team 
extra momentum by getting them more confident. Like Al Jefferson, Young Pargo, here, get some more playing time. Let me. I might need you guys. I might need to call on you guys. But, you know, at the end of the day, next week is next week. And I think that's how she's treating it. Next week is another game, and we're just going to go out there and play our game every week. Shoot yeah, it again. I mean, so she's only passed it. He had the four that time. But Jamario hit it again. That's his spot, though, that wing. But I'll say this, though. She's going all in on this. When, you, if you're up, they're up 11, once you give your guys some you run know, right now. You, you got to understand, too. Like, I, 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 I think about this. Like, um, Joe and them are sitting at the... They were, they were sitting at the one spot. They lose one game, and they decide they're going to make a trade. Traded Chris Johnson knowing that they didn't need him because they needed another wing player, which they traded with Ghost Ballers and got, um, and got Jamario, which now you see that lineup working for him. You know, number one team still makes a trade to get better. Even though Chris Johnson is a, was a great player for them, they felt they didn't need him. They needed somebody. They needed a mid player. Shoot yeah, it. And I, I would say from the draft to what you said, week six, like, you know, a lot changes, though. You know, well, you can put a I'm lineup not, together I'm not on paper. Mad, I'm not mad at, at Gibson. Gibson. Now it shows me he's smarter. He's, he's more of a technical, smart player because he's passed up two four-pointers when he's already hit a four-pointer in a three. Um, for a better shot, which, which shows he's more of a point guard than he is a scoring guard. And, and, and he's gonna take the, the better percentage that he think is. And that's what you can tell by a great point guard. Instead of taking a, a 40 percenter, he's gonna dribble in and see if he can get an 80 percenter. Which, which you should you do that need, all day long. Which, which you need players like this. Yep. Uh, before we go, so now it's 48-36. Joe also just set the single season scoring record. Straight on cue. Are you surprised? No. no. We've been gassing him up this whole episode. Oh, Mike, maybe smart because he, he, he might fuck around take that four-pointer. They only need two, though, right now. Nah, it's, a set, it's more of a step back. Step back, Joe. OK. Oh, nice. Woo! That would have been a showstopper. The it was so funny. Yeah. It was a great play because yeah. we've seen him hit game winners. That's what I said. Joe at this point has played has played the puppet master game so well. He's given you every every part of basketball. The, the he's giving you game winners, step backs, hit. Well, he's about to go floaters, for it again. And now kick out. Great pass. Gibson great shot. The there it is. And why I said great shot before it went in, because who I seen in the corner was, the right guy. was already two and two. So him being in the corner was going to hit that. I didn't have to look at the shot knowing it was a great shot because I already knew who it was. But that's what make pros pros. That's what make all-stars all-stars. Understanding that this puppet master has played the season exactly how it is. We know him from hitting game winners. They know him from hitting, the, the crowd has known him for game, hitting game winners. So when he drives and Jamario Moon back doors, that pass was the perfect topping on the cake. It's like, we know it what was the outcome is gonna be. It was be. a great ending because now it became, oh, and this, the, the great assist for the game winner. <laughs> you know, so. And so either way, he controls the outcome of the game. It's like, it's like, it's like being a, a, a great shooter. 
We know you are deadly, right? We know if I give you this shot, it's going in. Now, that one dribble pull up, that pump fake, now that becomes extra tools to your bag. So now I pump fake, you jump, one dribble pull up. I pump fake, I pull to the side, I pump fake, you freeze, I shoot. That's how that works, and that's how Joe's mid-range game, for the three, for the turnaround, for the post-up, for the step back, all of it works because he's played it all season. Yeah, you have your go-to, then you have your counter to that. So they can't if they take one thing away, you got something else for that. And then if they can take those two away, you have your counter to that counter. Yes. This is what he does. I mean, as of right now, by triplets beating ghost ballers, it has made the the game this game more exciting, this playoff race more exciting. What's gonna, <laughs> now we have the third game, which is coming up, is uh, Three-Headed Monsters, who's already had four losses. Now, if they win this game, oh shit. It's all, all hell breaks loose. It's all hell breaks loose, because now you have, you have two teams, you have two, three teams with three losses and the rest of the pool at four losses, fighting for one, two spots. Now, now if three-headed monsters get beat, that's one team that's just not in it. If Trilogy loses, all hell breaks loose again. Because but also, what's got to happen, you guys got to win. Now we got to win. Yeah, we got, yeah. so yeah. you better go get ready for that game. Yes. OK. We came, we saw, we conquered on this episode. Play-by-play, -play, courtside, the No Show podcast here in Dallas. Playoff hunt continues. Playoff hunt Time continues. for the enemies. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.